everybody. Gonna turn this off so I don't get uh, copyrighted. <laughs> Copyright canceled on, on YouTube. All right. Real quick, Bo Knows Stuff, that's the name of this podcast and video series, but what it really is about is Bo, me, knowing that I don't know everything and trying to continue to explore things. So today's episode is about four things that uh, have been revolving and I keep hearing on different podcasts that I'm taking in and things that have affected me that I'm doing with my own health and I want to pass along to you guys. So as much as I consider myself an expert, uh, if you're familiar with the Dunning-Kruger curve, Dunning-Kruger effect, uh, basically that the, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And uh, it's that initial concept in the beginning where you, 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 you know, when you graduate from physical therapy school, let's say you have a doctorate, cool. Uh, there's the, the, the coolness of being Dr. Bo. Um, and so you think you know a lot of stuff, but yeah, the more you continue to learn and you encounter patients and, and explore the science, the more you realize nothing is certain, nothing's definitive. And that's why we call it physical therapy practice, medical practice. Um, it's a practice. It's something that we continue to work on. So today let's center <laughs> top four things that have been coming up for me. Uh, and, and again, things I've been listening to reading talking to other folks about. Um, number one, DHA. Uh, so what is that? I, I actually don't even remember what it stands for right now. D something hydronucleic acid. No, nope, that's DNA. DHA is uh, goes along with fish. It's in fish oil and it seems to be a brain protective, powerful tool. All right. So, uh, EPA DHA is what you're going to find in fish oil and you want good quality fish oil. I speak with a lot of people who take fish oil and then when I ask them to look at the label, the label's not always great. All right, so what are we looking for there? We want the EPA DHA to be the majority of what is in the fish oil, okay? So I have a few other videos on this. If you have questions about this, uh, let me know. The other thing I need to throw out there just to cover my own butt is... None of this is uh, medical advice. Again, this is stuff I've learned. Uh, you should do what works for you. You should speak with a coach or a consultant or a doctor, uh, someone who really understands what they're talking about, that you're trusting um, with your own health. But DHA, the more I hear about different conditions, aging is something I, I look a lot at. Um, Parkinson's disease is something I've been researching a lot recently. DHA seems to have a lot of brain protective effects. As I grow older, one of the things I really focus on personally, and again, when speaking with people and helping guide them through their journey, is I want you to keep your brain and get your brain stronger. Um, physical body and mental capacity are two of the things that, that we can kind of control with our decisions daily, whether it's food, whether it's, again, what kind of exercise and things that we choose to do. So DHA, I take five grams of EPA DHA a day. Uh, what some of the research says in terms of protective effects for the brain is you want three grams of DHA specifically. Again, there's gonna be, you can, you can go and find uh, tons of different studies, tons of different recommendations on what works and depending on your body weight, 
So it's going to be very different for a 110 pound female as it's going to be for a 300 pound anyone. Um, so um, if you if you your body weight's going to change again, how much you probably need. Uh, and, and again, at the end of the day, to me, this is like insurance, uh, you know, so, so DHA, something very good to take that takes me into my second point for today is creatine, creatine monohydrate is, and, and get it as, as simple as you can try not to get it with any additives. If you're getting it again, uh, something that you should decide, um, not something I'm recommending. You got to be careful with again litigious world we live in but yeah something that i take five grams a day uh some research shows that you can only absorb 2.5 grams again i don't like when people are very definitive in saying those things it's nice to hear it but again knowing what i know it makes me realize that nobody really knows because a lot of these studies might be that people you know take the sound bite from or they take that one study and now they're saying something like, we can only absorb 2.5 grams of creatine, which is very specific and it just, it's, it's very difficult to say that so definitively. Um, so uh, I still think creatine is one of the most studied, has the least amount of any kind of side effect and basically no side effects whatsoever. Um, it's just something that is super, super, strong in the support, in the science, in the literature, in the evidence that if you take it, it's not only helping your body stay stronger, but it is actually one of the most powerful, again, uh, mental savers. It saves your brain. And again, uh, maybe I should have had a little extra because I'm feeling a little, a little, if you haven't, if you're, if you're not picking up, uh, it's a little early for me here, but I wanted to get this done. So uh, not feeling as super sharp as I should, but I think I just, I didn't sleep enough. And my, my quick story, I'm going to tangent after doing two points is had to pay a parking to a speeding ticket. And I had to drive about an hour, uh, to go do that. And it turns out I didn't actually have to go and I could have just paid it online. Although it said mandatory appearance on the thing, but then they're like, yeah, you could have just done this online. So yeah, that was a waste. So yeah, throw threw off my morning. Anyway, back to the top four things for the day. Number one, again, DHA, take more of that. Number two, creatine. Again, working on making sure those sources are really good. Again, with the fish oil, uh, there's ways to test for how healthy and, and high quality the fish oil is. And I'm not gonna go too far into that right now, but if you pop open one of those pills, it should be a little fishy smell. Uh, that's actually a good thing uh, if you're doing that. They can turn rancid depending on how long you've been storing them. I always store my fish oil in the freezer, something that, again, I recommend. So those are the first two. Number three, big thing is avoiding unhealthy oils. And so with all the talk of nutrition, and I always try to boil these things down, eat more vegetables, eat less processed foods, um, you know, we can get into the nitty gritty of, again, oh, eggplant might be triggering you and red pepper might be triggering you. There's all these different things. If you go get allergy testing done, some people have allergies to uh, albumin or eggs. Uh, albumin is the, the egg white fancy way of saying that. So my point with bringing that up is um, the more we talk about all these concepts around nutrition, again, it, it, it can get really really crazy and it's hard to stick to any of these things. So the more we understand and create behaviors and create rules 
of anytime I eat out, I know I'm either sacrificing, you know, quality or health. Or when I eat out, I'm going to be that person at the table. And again, eating out now, by the way, COVID is going on now. So uh, not really the biggest problem. But still, if you're taking stuff out, might be worth asking the restaurant, going through the extra step of what kind of oil is this cooked in? If it's canola oil, that to me is something I do not want in my body for various reasons. And again, I don't want to go super into the science on all that, but canola oil, very much ungood for the body. Ungood. Doesn't matter how you could have a grass fed, finished steak and, and all this healthy stuff, wild caught Alaskan salmon. If it's cooked in canola oil, we have now negated a significant amount of the benefits. Uh, so a lot of the vegetable oils that are used tend to be very unhealthy. They stay in your body. They break down the actual cells in your body. So not trying to throw in too much of the scary stuff. So again, I'm trying to find the language and the, the, the takeaways that are going to really help you guys and help me continue to think about what it is we want to put into our body. So something like coconut oil, avocado oil, and again, even within avocado oil or extra virgin olive oil, there are a number of things that could be good or bad. And you need to start looking for, so with like extra virgin olive oil, it should be a certain type of color that tells us it's super healthy, more on a greener side almost, uh, not so much the watered down-ish uh, kind of stuff where, again, a lot of restaurants, uh, especially an Italian restaurant, which I don't eat at Italian restaurants too often, having grown up in Brooklyn and, and having a very high bar for what it is uh, to, to be at an Italian restaurant, I think. Um, but when I do, it's uh, they bring out the oil sometimes and, you, you know, for you to dip your bread in. Again, I don't eat a lot of bread. Uh, but the point there is the olive oil, you can tell when it's high quality and you should be able to tell when it's kind of lower quality, again, stuff that you don't want to put into your body. So for me, uh, the big picture of food is risk reward. Is there risk with, or what is the risk with this oil? Or again, if I'm having a burger, uh, you know, should I be thinking about the quality of the meat? Should I be thinking about what kind of oil it's cooked in? Yes, we should. And again, it's tricky and it's complicated. And if you have a lot going on, I'm hoping that this podcast, this video will help you get a little better understanding and ownership of these concepts so that the next time, or at least to start open up dialogue. So again, if you have further follow-up questions on like, hey, you mentioned this thing, that's what I'm hoping to get out of a lot of this. Um, a lot of these concepts are from conversations I'm having with other people. I'm like, yeah, I think people should know that there's a lot to these vegetable oils and why canola oil specifically is something like I just don't want in my body. It's just not healthy and it's probably making us less healthy. The analogy I'll quickly use is uh, these bad oils are the equivalent of paying like a 5% tax on anything you're doing. So if you have a good healthy meal, a salad, and you're pu and they're putting canola oils into that product or or the bag of chips or whatever, and you think, oh, it's just, just one bag of chips and I'm gonna you know work it off or sweat it out. Um, that stuff can stay in your body and do some, some pretty long-term damage. So again, think of something in your bank account that's just draining your bank account, all these fees, you know. Uh, so, so every time you, you, you have some canola oil, it's, it's adding a 1%, you know, monthly fee for, for your bank account. So whatever it is, you have $10,000 in your bank account, boom, that's, oh, I'm bad at math. $10,000, 1%, so that's a $100 fee, right? Yes, math. 
I used to be really good at it. Um, sorry. So, right? That's right. I think that's right. I start questioning myself. Sorry. Those are the top three things. Number four I'm going to mention is what I keep coming back to, and I was listening to a really good podcast. Uh, I'll try to link somewhere, is uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who studies this stuff. And again, as much as she knows, and I trust her, um, again, she's relying on this litany of research and she's really good at finding experts to talk to. She was talking to an expert about Parkinson's disease specifically. She used a line that basically just for Parkinson's disease, but again, this applies to me and this is something I keep seeing is exercise is the panacea. Exercise is the shotgun approach. It's the cure all. So the better we can get at exercise, obviously I'm posting a lot of content on here about exercise. I'm trying to get people to move better, to move more. A lot of times, uh, you know, it's the population. Again, if you're listening, are you someone who's not exercising at all and you need to go from zero to one? That's a big jump. Or are you someone who's already exercising and we can say, hey, what you're currently doing is not the most effective and efficient thing for your body. And if we just change an hour of whatever spin class you're doing to an hour of weightlifting um, or adding in 10 minutes of stretching a day, whatever it is, but it's gotta be individualized for you, I think it's vital that we come back to exercise is a panacea. If you're not including high intensity exercise and even how we define exercise, again, I get a lot of people come back at me and say, well, I walk 30 minutes a day and I say, that's wonderful. However, our bodies are designed and respond better and they're going to live longer and be healthier and help us achieve our goals. Uh, Again, recently been working with an elderly population, somebody who's a fall risk. They don't want to do these balance exercises and, and, you know, but they're walking. That's their, their comeback to me is, but I'm walking. All right cool, but if you don't challenge yourself and if you're not doing single leg work and standing tandem stance, these are things that we have done research on and show that if you get better at these two things, and I'm just asking you to do these two things a few times a day, even once a day, you know, where, where can we compromise and get you to change that behavior? Uh, so if you can do those two things and work on balance and challenge yourself, I know you don't like it, but if you can do those two things, you are much less likely to fall. Right now, you're at a medium fall risk or a high fall risk. You already fell. You broke something. Let's just add these two things in and that will get us moving in a better direction so that you're less likely to fall. You want to be at home with your cats, with your dogs, whatever it is. Great, but I want to help you avoid falling so that you can stay there and enjoy it longer. And again, if you're not willing to do that slightly uncomfortable work of standing on one leg and trying to balance in a safe way, consistently, day in, day out, then you're more likely to fall. And, and again, it's finding that behavior change and it's gonna be different for everyone. And maybe my approach doesn't work. Maybe we need to get you talking to someone else who, who talks your language. Um, but yeah, that's it. Those are my four things. So DHA, right, fish oil, uh, something I do five grams a day of. Creatine, five grams a day also. If you really want to get super fancy and, and, and be careful about what the science kind of says or might say is 2.5 grams in the morning, 2.5 grams in the evening, that kind of thing. Again, it's shown that, again, the consistency is more important as best I understand it. Vegetable oils, starting to understand which ones to avoid, which ones to focus on. If you're doing a lot of cooking at home, awesome. Focus on these healthier uh, options. All right. Again, every time, every decision you make, every meal you have is a chance to get better or get worse. 
okay? So try to continue to make better decisions. If we, we got 21 meals theoretically a week, if we can have 11 good ones, 10 bad ones, that's slightly winning. Some of those bad meals though, whatever we call them bad, I don't like using that language, but the better we can get that ratio, the, the overall healthier you'll be. If we can now get to, you know, 14 to seven, cool. We're doing really good now. We're, we're at a two to one ratio. We can even get closer to, you know, 19 to two. And those two meals could be cheat meals. If you ever uh, follow The Rock, uh, he has his, you know, he's eating really healthy a lot of the time, but then he kind of goes crazy on, on whatever he's craving. Some His cheat meals might be sushi. Um, so it's not the worst thing ever. But anyway, so that was the uh, the vegetable oils. And the last one, the thing I keep coming back to and that that is ultimately my brand, my business, what I want to always be imparting is is better movement, more movement, different types of movement, moving in different planes, moving at different intensities, um, learning to to explore that. And again, we talked about the concept of practice, movement practice. The more you can change what it is you're doing, the uh, the more we can intensify that, take that down. That's what we're talking about. Again, I can't I can't speak enough about it. So I'm gonna stop there though. Uh, again, if you like kind of what I'm doing, guys, please like, share, subscribe. I'm sure there's people out there who can have these conversations, who can use these conversations, this information. Uh, if you need personalized coaching, reach out to me. That's what I do online, worldwide. I got clients all over the world. I would love for you to work with me. Um, reach out. We'll, we'll talk. We'll see what you need. First call's free. I hate doing all that sales stuff, but it's part of what, what we need to do, right? So like, share, subscribe. If you could leave a review on the podcast app for this, I would really appreciate it. And other than that, guys, have a really healthy day. Get 1% better today. And I hope to speak to you soon.